Today on episode 99 of the Computer Tutor Podcast, if you use a Windows laptop and you've had the problem of the cursor jumping around to random spots on the screen while you're typing, well, today I'm going to solve that problem for you. And for your entertainment pleasure, I'm going to tell you about all the things that went wrong on the day my wife and I got married 30 years ago today. Welcome to another episode of The Computer Tutor, tips, tricks, and advice from a computer pro without all the tech talk. And now, here is your computer tutor, Scott Johnson. Hey, it's good to see you again. This is The Computer Tutor Podcast. I am your personal computer tutor, Scott Johnson. If you're new to the show, this is where we talk about all kinds of cool tips and tricks you can do with your computer but without all the big $5 words that no one cares about. I have a computer repair business that's based right here in the Tampa Bay area of Florida, but I have a lot of clients that are not here in this area. They're not even in Florida. That's because I do a lot of my work through remote access, which makes it really easy to work on computers anywhere in the world. So if you have a problem with your computer, just give me a call, 727-254-9078. Or you can email me at pctutor at gmail.com. And today's computer tip can be seen at my website at computertutorflorida.com slash 099. So let's get started. You know, my favorite kind of computer tips are the ones that are simple. They solve some kind of annoying problem and they just plain work. And that's what today's tip is. Here's the problem. Laptop cursors seem to jump around while you're typing. I've seen it happen often enough that whenever one of my clients starts to ask me about it, I usually know ahead of time what they're going to say. Like if they start out, hey, Scott, uh, my laptop's doing a weird thing. The cursor, that's all I need to say. I know, what it's, I know what's going on. This problem is actually caused by the palm of your hand slightly touching the touchpad on your laptop while you're typing. Whenever you touch that touchpad, the cursor moves accordingly. It's just doing what it's told to do. And before you know it, you look up at the screen and you've typed several words in the wrong place. It's pretty frustrating. In the past, there were a few options to fix this, but they weren't really perfect solutions. One solution was to just type more carefully. Yeah, that never works for very long. You can try to just hold your hands up higher away from the touchpad while you're typing, but, you know, that's an unnatural position and you're not going to keep doing it for a long time. Another solution is to just disable the touchpad and use a regular computer mouse instead. This does solve the problem, but not everyone's situation will allow the use of a mouse. You could also solve it by using a separate keyboard, because if you're not typing on the laptop's built-in keyboard, then you won't be accidentally touching the touchpad. But again, you're kind of changing the basic way that some people use a laptop. If you have a laptop because of the portability, And the fact that it's all self-contained, well, it kind of defeats the purpose if you add on a mouse or a keyboard or both. But recently, I found a different solution, and I think it's the best solution. As often happens, some smart person recognized this problem and created a software solution. All it takes to fix this is a little program, and that program is free. The program is called Touch Freeze. It's all one word. It's spelled just like it sounds, the word touch and the word freeze. And it's completely free, 
the website where you can download it has kind of a long address. And obviously, if you're driving or something while you're listening to me, you won't remember it. But you can get the link right from my website at computertutorflorida.com slash 099. What Touch Freeze does is so simple. It just recognizes when you're typing on the laptop keyboard and it disables the laptop touchpad during that time. Stop typing and the touchpad is enabled again. That's it. That's what makes this a really good computer program. It does what it was designed to do and it doesn't make things complicated by adding a bunch of extra things that aren't needed. In fact, with this program, there's not even a menu for settings because it's not needed. The only thing you can change is whether or not the program starts automatically with Windows or not. And if you do a lot of typing on your laptop, you probably will want it to run all the time. And another great thing about this little application is that it has a completely clean installation. It doesn't try to put all kinds of other junkware on your computer, and it doesn't try to trick you into clicking on other things. And as I mentioned, it's totally free. So if you use a laptop, this would be a good thing to have. And now for the Get to Know Scott segment of the show. Today is July 7, 2014, and this is the day that my wife Jeannie and I are celebrating 30 years of marriage. That's right, 30 years. She should get some kind of award for that or something. Anyway, when the subject comes up of anniversaries or marriage or weddings, we usually end up telling the story of what happened on our wedding day. Now, looking back on it now, of course, it's funny when we think about this kind of strange sequence of things that happened. But on that day, which of course was July 7, 1984, it wasn't so funny. Our wedding was on a Saturday afternoon, and earlier that week, Jeannie had arranged for a local salon to do her hair. And the girl that was going to do it said she would come in specifically on Saturday morning to do it. But Saturday morning, when Jeannie showed up for her hair appointment, the girl wasn't there. They called her to see where she was, and she said, I don't come in on Saturday. Saturday's my day off. But not the end of the world. There was another stylist that could do it, so that was taken care of. Then on the way to the ceremony, on the way to the church, Jeannie's sister and her husband were in a car accident. Now, no one was injured, thankfully, but they were here in Florida from out of town, and the car they were driving was a rental car, so it was kind of a hassle. And her sister was actually in the wedding, but they did end up getting there in time. And then there was the tuxedo issue. The tuxedos that the men were supposed to wear in the wedding actually came in that morning. I forget where we got them, but it it was some major name store. Anyway, my two brothers, my dad, a couple of friends, and myself went to the store that morning to try them on and make sure they were the proper fit. And most of them were the proper fit, but my little brother's was not. The sleeves to the shirt were just way too long. So what they did was they sewed the shirt, they sewed the shirt sleeves to the jacket on the inside. So that way just a little bit of the sleeve was showing. So that way it made it look like the sleeve was the proper length, but really most of it was bunched up inside the jacket sleeve. Now the downside to that was that my brother couldn't take off the jacket because it was attached to his shirt. And it was a very hot day. You know, this was July in Florida, so you know it was hot. So we all get there, the wedding ceremony starts, and everything seems to be going pretty well, but all the while, my little brother Sean is standing there at the front of the church, along with the rest of us, and he's getting a little overheated. He was also standing that whole time with his knees locked, and you can probably guess where this is going. 
we actually had a friend videotaping the ceremony, and the camera is focused on my wife and I while we're saying our wedding vows to each other, and then you hear a big thud. That sound was Sean going down. He actually passed out, and he hit one of the benches as he went to the floor. The cameraman never did swing over to see what was happening there. He just stayed focused on my wife and I, and some other family members scooped up my little brother and took him outside to get some fresh air. Of course, it was hotter outside than it was inside, and Sean couldn't take his jacket off anyway because of the shirt problem. But he was okay, no injury other than to his pride. He has put up with the retelling of that story many times over the last 30 years. So we got through with the ceremony and the reception without any further incident. And for our honeymoon, we went just across the state over to Daytona Beach. We had a great hotel room right on the beach for a week. Well, I can't say the room was all that great since the air conditioning wasn't working. No big deal. We finally got them to move us to a different room after a few hours. The next day, we went to the beach. And in case you're not familiar with Daytona Beach, it's the beach where you can actually drive on it. So we drove my little Datsun B210 right down there and parked it right on the beach. And we went off to play in the water for a while. But what I didn't realize is that the tide comes in eventually. And that's going to happen whether a car is parked there or not. So when we got back and took notice of the car, the water was almost up to the axles. But fortunately, there was a group of young men there that helped me to get it up to dry land. We all pushed it uh, before it got completely flooded. But we weren't done yet. One day while we were there, my wife looked down at her engagement ring and she couldn't believe it. The diamond was gone. Like it had just fallen out of the setting. We looked all over, but of course we'd been to a lot of places and it was impossible to find. So when we got back in town, she took it to the jeweler and told them what happened. Now this was a major national jewelry, uh, jewelry chain called Gordon Jewelers. They're actually still in business. Anyway, they agreed that it was a defect in the ring that caused the problem, so they replaced the diamond at no charge. But after that, Ginny was a little paranoid about losing it again. She was constantly looking at it to make sure it was still there. And sure enough, not too long after that, she's getting out of the car at the grocery store and saw that the diamond was gone again. And Gordon's wasn't willing to replace it a second time, unfortunately. So that's the story of what happened to us way back when, when we got married. I'm happy to say things have definitely improved since then. Well, what about you? Anything funny happened to you when you got married? Call in the story, and I might just play it on the podcast. You can call 727-386-9468. That's my podcast voicemail line. Or you can email pctutor at gmail.com. That's going to do it for this week. As always, I'll see you back here next Monday morning with another computer tip. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Computer Tutor Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to contact me with a question, a comment, or a suggestion for a future topic, you're welcome to do so at my website, computertutorflorida.com. And while you're there, sign up for my free Monday morning email newsletter. If you have a computer problem, give me a call at 727-254-9078. In many cases, I can take care of a problem remotely, so it doesn't matter if you're here in Florida, up in Maine, or way out in California. I'd love to help. Thanks again for listening, and have a great week. God bless.